At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Happy Fake Friday. Welcome to this Thursday, Synthetic Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. No show tomorrow, of course, for the holiday. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. A lot to discuss. We're going to talk infrastructure. Of course, we, we, we probably should discuss that earlier in the past few days. Well, we've been, we've been discussing it, but... The uh, Biden's plan came out yesterday. We're going to talk about ways to play it or not going forward in the short term and for the long term. Uh, we're going to talk about what, uh, some weird action in discovery yesterday. Uh, we're going to break that down for you. That was that was a little bit weird. Uh, we had earnings overnight from Micron this morning. A couple of EV players came out with marked delivery totals. We had Wingstop with some guidance. We have J&J had some bad news on the, a few vaccine notices got ruined, I guess. And we'll take questions from our chat. Two guests on the docket for today. Mark Chaikin of Chaikin Analytics will be on at 8.15, as he is every other Thursday. And then at 9, I'm talking infrastructure with Norman Anderson, the chairman and CEO of CGLA Infrastructure. He's going to give us his thoughts on Biden's plan and the actual feasibility of it. Uh, that'll be at 9 o'clock. Smash that like button, everyone, please. Hit subscribe to get notified when we go live. And let's throw it to Joel. And Joel, share those charts and tell us, please, how are we doing in the overnight trading session? Are we at all-time highs still? A uh, little bit of a, a weak close at the end of the quarter, but boy, oh, boy, they bought that dip right off the open. Pre-market low, 64.50. That's right on my number, my daily pivot. Nothing done on my order, though. We've rallied up. We've taken out yesterday's high at 83.5 just by one point. We're just hanging up there. Uh, Mitch is calling for Spider 400, S&P 4000. Will we see that today? Uh, Crew, that's up 18 cents at 59.34. 
You have gold in the green back over 1700 folks. Uh, up two dollars at 17 17 60. Silver that's in the red though. That's going the opposite way. That's down 12.7 cents at 24.41. And Bitcoin, Bitcoin's trying to close over 60 60,000, not 60 dollars. That's up 175 dollars at 59,460. Uh, before we bring triple D in here, uh, I did tell them on the pre-pre-market show, but uh, the investment committee met last night. And oh boy, we're, what we're going, we're going, we're going one hundred percent cash. Wait a minute, he's lying. We are. We're April done. Hey. Oh, man. Come on, you didn't even let the chat get it at all. You had to do that right away on that. Right away. Yeah, he had me for There's a split no second. There's no way we saw Conan's going 100%. He had me for a Ever. split second. And then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I, I got it right away. I was like, oh, I'm not falling you... for this whatsoever. <laughs> I wasn't oh, bad. I wasn't oh, bad. Even no, but, no, but Dennis, I did send Dennis a text last night uh, for my projection uh, for one year from now for the market based on the last quarter performance. And my target for March 22 is 5,740. Holy mackerel. Yep. yep. Straight and, out of Kathy Wood's playbook right there. Yep. And you said, <laughs> why not go to 10,000, LOL? <laughs> and I said, be conservative. 10,000 would align more with Lisa's and Kathy's targets. So, <laughs> uh, no. All right. I, I'm I, fully I, long spy. I have not short sold one share of my spies. I'm fully long cues for everybody who's given me heat. I don't, I'm bearish, high growth, high PE, and I'm still going to stay bearish those names. I think they're overvalued, and I still think the bubble has popped. I think we're getting this relief rally here right now in those names. S&Ps, have, we've been talking on this show, if you've been listening, I've never been in a bear market. I'm not bearish no. the overall market. I'm not calling for an impending crash. I said it could start rolling over into everything, and I think having some cash is prudent, but at the same time, the spies have not shown us any bearish signal whatsoever. It's been the higher PE stuff, the higher growth names, the Kathy Wood portfolio. Those are the ones that I think you sell into this rally here. Another gift, end of the quarter. It's just all textbook stuff. End of the quarter, we get a relief pop. Everybody's like, Kathy's back. Tesla's back. Tesla to 10,000. Yeah. I'm not getting on that train here. Tesla got to go over 700. It's going to have It's had there. a good couple days, though. A great it couple is, days. It has great a great couple, couple days. days. It's I had know. great days, though, here before, too, in the last month and a half or two months. I just don't think we are in this environment where everybody's jumping back. I think Reddit changed it to a certain extent. I said this before. Credit to the Reddit traders. They're not all about these high P names. They're about deep value. Or Roaring Kitty, deep value. He uses the F word in there, but his name, what? what is it? Deep effing value. It, I mean, this, they're looking at GameStop. That wasn't a high P, high growth name. That was a value trade. AMC, definitely not a high P, high growth. Well, maybe high P, there's no P, but not a high growth name. It was trying to find value, finding value in the gutter. And I mean, if you think Reddit traders aren't going away, I don't know if they're getting on the high P bandwagon. Palantir was one stock they put in there, but for the most part, most of those names are similar. They're beaten down value names that better days are probably past them. So 
I mean, if you think that, I still think value, this value trade that we've been seeing, money flying to value holds. And I think you buy those stocks on the pullback. General Motors had a nice pullback a week ago. Now it's starting to come up here again and show some life. Didn't show that much yesterday because you've got the growth trade and they're like dumping value names now because we're going full growth and we're going back to 2020 and we're going back to 2019. Maybe we are, but I still see a lot of stocks and serious uptrends that are value names. Hard to just turn around and say, okay, yeah, these these growth names that are all in clear downtrends have now turned it around and it's now time to get long. Barbell approach is probably the best approach. A little bit of value, a little bit of growth. A lot of indexing is how I do my portfolio. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's so it's much easier. You're a Johnny stock picker, though. You're like, oh, I'm buying this, I'm buying this. Well, I wish I wasn't, this. kind of. I wish I would just index the long-term stuff. And maybe that's what you do, and you just trade. I like. I, I think I'm pretty good at day trading. I'm yes, fairly consistent. Um, the long-term investing stuff, never been, you know, where I've made all my money. I make my money trading making calls, swing trading and day trading, where I'm taking money out. And then you make that money, and then I move it into something else. And people say, well, why don't you use that money? Well, I don't use that money because look behind me. Bright trading. Why would I use my money, you know, when I can use bright trading's <laughs> money for free? So because I've got prop money behind me. So Let's talk what a good PE is to you. Like what it you know like the the chat's asking that like what's what's the, the you know the threshold? Well, the market's sitting up there in the mid twenties, really. When you look at past, if you're going forward growth multiples, I think we're in the lower twenties, which is historically high. Fourteen to sixteen is usually where the SPY trades. Kathy Wood making a great point on CNBC a couple of weeks ago, though, and a point that I've thought about as well. Interest rates so low as they are, you should expect a higher multiple on the spy. Spy's multiple is reasonable. Spies multiple is not out of the realm of, you know, with interest rates as low as they are. And yes, they're going up a little bit, but they're still historically low. 20, 21, 22. It's not, yeah. you know, unreasonable. What's unreasonable to me is, you know, Zoom trading 50 times sales. I mean, we've talked about those stocks and they're getting the nice pop. They're getting the relief. This is called a relief rally. In my opinion, Zoom is having a relief rally the last couple of days. Goes from 305 down up to 326 this morning. That's a nice little relief pop, a nice little 7%. That's... They've hammered the stock. In the beginning of March, this was 440. Oh, it's my been Lord. Hammered. So you're getting a little relief pop. I think relief pops are to be sold. So I believe Tesla is a relief pop as well. Although Tesla's its own animal and the story with Musk isn't going away, it's still your strongest one. But I, I mean, as long as it's below 700, I think bears are firmly in control here still on Tesla. So I, but you know, if you're looking at like lower P stuff, there's just run it, run your run your scanner. I mean, there's a ton of stocks that are still trading with reasonable valuations out there. Uh, my biggest position in my long-term portfolio remains Google. Um, I think you know Apple's reasonable, it's but it's not cheap. It's not cheap to itself. Microsoft is, I think, look reasonable. Look at that Google. Look reasonable. at that thing. Look yeah, at that it's thing. Got, it's got a forward P of like thirty, so that's perfectly reasonable. Look at the trading range. It's, in it's that. less than that, isn't it, Google? I think it's actually less than that. It's probably the looking back P. I think the Google forward P is in the lower twenties. Oh, all right. Last much, I'm not sure, but last time I checked, I'm well, not seeing, right. it's come up a bit, I guess. Thirty like lower twenties, potato, 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 it, potato. It's not trading fifty times sales or a hundred times sales. Amazon trades four times sales. I mean, if Amazon wanted to make more money, they could make more money. It's fairly reasonable. It's reasonable to think that this, you know, retailer, which is the biggest retailer in the world, you know, can trade three or four times sales. It's not out of the, you know, realm of, you know, rationality. So, 
So, it, but you know, there's other, you know, you can get away from tech. Though. You don't have to hold all tech stocks either. There's tons of other ones that, you know, are trading at, you know, reasonable valuations as well. I mean, some of these have expanded significantly from where they were, but you know, like, like the, you know, the new core, you know, which has went from 50 to 80. Um, if you think in infrastructure place, you know, that's been a good one. So am I chasing some of these up here? No, but on pullbacks, you know, the most reasonable valued stocks, I still believe are General Motors and Ford. Because I think they're going to benefit highly from EV. They benefit from reopening. And they're trading with P's of like seven. So there, there's reasonable valuations out there. You just have to look for it. You want to hear something funny? Uh, Lisa sent me this text. Someone posted it. It says, my wife didn't order anything from Amazon yesterday. But the delivery guy knocked on the door anyways to see if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the truth. All right. Let's talk some of these infrastructure. We got to run out and buy them now, right? They made the announcement. We got to run out and buy these infra- infrastructure stocks. Yo, we've oh, been like right a little now, late. We've been talking no, about right it. now. We've, we've, it's not like we haven't been talking about it with U.S. Steel. We've been talking about. We've US, been talking about all these stocks. We've been talking about U.S. Steel and then these steel stocks, right? So it, I just don't think everybody's asking me. They're so hungry for infrastructure plays right now. I think you guys. I'm sorry, but I think you're doing it backwards. I think the infrastructure play has been there. Newcore was probably one of the best infrastructure plays. Look at what it's done in the last month. This is a stock that historically trades. It's it's a lower beta name. Trades five, ten point ranges Ooh. for years sometimes. Dennis, we went from fifty to eighty. It's a big Dennis. Move. What do you got? I, Talk I want. Me. I want you to. I want you to keep an eye on a number. What do you have for me? Uh, I want you to. Oh, what are the lows here? Just let me check this out. Ooh, keep an eye on seventy-eight and a half here. Keep an eye on seventy-eight. Got to hold and a half. that level. Got to hold. That's a must-hold level for Newcore. Yes. I don't want to hear you whining if it takes out 78 and a half and it goes down to 68 or 69, but that's a must hold level. It's down 67 cents today. Maybe wait to do it on a closing basis, but man, you see these big run ups. You got a yeah. gap in here, very extended move from 60 to 80, double bottom, red candle yesterday. New, oh, you got the 82.47. You backed off, you closed at, uh, 8027 double close area 8039 8027 Dennis keep an eye on that okay I will keep an eye on that level the one thing is we called this yesterday on the show because we were saying is this going to be the buy on the rumor buy ahead of the event and sell on the event and the infrastructure stocks had a bad day yesterday I mean you can look at Vulcan materials VMC you can look at MLM both of those stocks completely reversing yesterday. X held on okay, um, but you know wasn't. I don't a great like day those candles. Newcore new held on okay, but wasn't a great day for it. Some of those infrastructure stocks it totally went. We were selling infrastructure yesterday, and we're buying growth. That's what the trade totally went to yesterday. So, which is somewhat profits. predictable. This is what this market does. It buys ahead of the event. We have told you guys about this stuff for years on the show. Serious alpha buying ahead of the event and selling right before the event. And that would have been buying some of these infrastructure stocks and selling them yesterday morning when they were trading up because, yeah, you know, this is, you know, the infrastructure play. This is the play. And then they come out with the news. The infrastructure bill comes out and they hit those stocks. That's just how this game is played. Yeah. All right. We'll get to. Uh, a list that I put together here in a second, but I want to bring on Mark Chicken from Chicken Analytics and get get his thoughts on 
this exact trade that we just discussed. So, Mark Chaikin, good morning, sir. How are we doing? Good morning. Uh, we've been talking infrastructure since after Biden won the election in right. November. Right. We had Qantas services we've been talking about on here, PWR. But I think infrastructure is the new tech. So it's not surprising, uh, Dennis, that they sell off on good news. You know, you spiked up. I've been watching a stock called U.S. Cement, U.S. Concrete, USCR. Uh, my wife, yep, San yep, my yep. wife Sandy owns it. She bought it at 58 eight days ago. I don't know. USCR. USCR, I trade it. And it, trade it, has, it has big wide swings. She bought it at 58 on an oversold buy signal eight days ago. It oh, spiked up to 78. This is what you're going to see. These stocks are like the. Tech I was stocks. just thinking about concrete. Like everyone's thinking steel, steel, steel. I'm no, like, concrete. I don't, I don't have any concrete stocks. And uh, uh, oh, well, there man. are others. Um, but look, I want to stop you, Mark. That, that's a perfect buy. This is what you want. Stock in a clear uptrend. You think infrastructure is still the play. She didn't come in here and buy it when it went from 50 to 70. She bought the pullback right. on the stock that she felt was going to continue to benefit from the infrastructure. That pullback from 70 to 56 was the perfect buy, perfect timing. Mark, you've taught her well. Maybe uh, we should have Sandy on the show. Hey, she's up for it. She's she gets she's an early riser. There are other stocks like this. Um, Muller MLI used to be Muller Brass. Yeah, uh, big infrastructure play. Jacobs Engineering. Oh, uh, what's the symbol on that one? JCI. Jay oh, that's been around oh, for oh, like Jacobs hundred years. Johnson Controls. Wait, he's going Jacobs Engineering. It's JEC. JEC. Uh, no, yeah. what is it now? It changed it. I think it's J. Just J. Jay. Oh, is there a J? Yeah, but, it is but, just J. It was yeah. JEC years ago. My bigger That's point a. here is, first of all, the power gauge rating's been bullish on new course since July, 40 bucks. But I don't think the play is over. This is a real ongoing commitment if it gets passed, and that's a big if, and if taxes don't you know, really bite hard going from 21 to 28 on the corporate level, this is a real boost for the economy on an ongoing basis and guess what the public wants this this is jobs at the at the at the ground level it, concrete asphalt gravel roads it's this is big it's a big trend so yes you want to sell spikes like you saw yesterday morning in us concrete some of these other but you want to buy the dip and you don't want to give up your position you know, this is the old, uh, what was the guy in the Jeff, Jesse Livermore book, the turkey or the peacock? Why didn't you sell? Well, if I sold, I'd lose my position. <laughs> I love that quote. These so you're telling me my trends. new core, I should hold on to my new core shares. Well, trade, yeah. you got to know if you're a trader or you're an investor. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. There's a difference between playing these things for a trade and, and say, hey, I believe in in this bill uh, or I believe in this plan. I believe it'll get through and I believe... Uh, these companies will benefit, and that's a different thing entirely than you know selling the news like like yes like happened yesterday. So just know what you yeah. are, know what you're doing. Yeah, and, and hey, uh, Sandy took half off the table. She sold around seventy six um, right after the spike. So uh, that's a perfectly acceptable strategy. It's sort of a hybrid. Uh, you know, it works. But I think the bigger question here is: Does tech come back? Uh, we've had we've got a strong tech market here this morning before the opening. Micron reported well. I don't think tech comes back that easily. 
Um, watching that 325 level on the QQQ. Oh, what a level. What yeah, a level, just, huh? I mean, is it going to get through that? It's a lot of overhead uh, supply. Yeah. I mean, that's a clear line. And oh, look at that. I mean, we talked about that. It's just over the 50% retracement. I mean, just think if these if these stocks catch a bid. I mean, holy well, man. Then the market goes real. Then the market yeah. goes. Then, then it gets Josh silly. Josh Brown said that on CNBC yesterday. He's absolutely right. I mean, if yeah. these growth texters catch a bid, we are going to get driven. You know, we can forget about 4,000 on the spy. We'll be talking 4,500. Five, so five, five, I don't know if I see them just flying back into these names that where people have been basically, you know, it's been a wasteland here for the last month and a half. I don't so, think they fly back in there unless interest rates drop, and uh, I don't see interest rates dropping. Mark, what do you think soon. about that? Like one six, one seven. Are you like emptying out your uh, your stock accounts and going in and buying? You can get one point <laughs> seven on your money. No, I, mean, I come think on. they're going to two. They're going to two. And what about a two? I mean, a two. I mean, is that competitive? I mean. 10 years. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to tie up my money for 10 years. Uh, in, in, in <laughs> you want to tie it up for 10 minutes for 2%. It's going to be a hyperinflationary environment with the, if this bill gets passed. But uh, the other thing is tomorrow's non-farms payroll report. Have you talked about that? No. Nope. Yeah. Well, been, that's the biggest That's the biggest uh, elephant in the room today. Uh, there, The whisper number has gone from 650, which is the consensus, jobs created, to a million to a million two if that number comes in anywhere near the whisper number remember the bond market is open tomorrow the stock market is not is that crazy can you it's remember crazy. that happening before i think it's one out of 20 years or something yeah, it depends that's... where easter falls and and when the you know in terms of Are the month. future's going to be open stock futures i don't know i think maybe they trade till one o'clock I think they do trade partial day. Yeah, yeah but the, the key is if that number comes in super strong, and that's what the whisper number is this morning, then you're going to see a real compression in tech. If if we get the spike up in interest rates on the, you know, the whole inflation story, uh, tech's going to have a very bad Monday if that happens. So maybe they maybe they don't beat the regular estimate and then tech does go up. Wait, I, I'm 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 seeing in chat a couple people I think may have missed that, but I'm not sure what you all missed in in chat. Basically, what 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 Mark just said is, um, a if if this plan even goes through, we're going to be in an inflationary environment, and also b tomorrow the bottom market and the future and is open and the futures uh, trade half a day. I, I'm not sure crazy. What, I'm not sure what you missed in chat, but I saw a few comments about that. Yeah, I mean the point is if the jobs number comes in strong. Big, yeah. Then the bond market is going to go down. Yields are going to go up, and that's going to be the syndrome that we've seen for uh, four weeks now, where tech gets gets shot down on Monday. But that's a big if. We'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, Mark, what else is on your radar here? I know we talked about infrastructure with you. Uh, you know, going back years actually. Uh, but besides that, what else is on your radar here? Well, small caps have had a really nice pullback. You've had a uh, better than a 10% correction in the IWM. Uh, it started to show a little bit of steam uh, yesterday. And so I think you got to be looking for small cap names to buy on dips. Interesting that sm- that uh, this this is now the second quarter in a row, Q1 and Q4 of last year, where small caps outperformed large caps. Uh, small caps lagged. I think going back three years, it was the, the three years prior 
large caps outperforming small caps. And now we've got, and then it was the first half of last year too. Uh, but now we've got two straight quarters of the Russell outperforming uh, the the S and P and and the Dow Jones. So that's something that I'm watching for sure. Yeah, I think it'll continue. Um, again, you're going to get these pullbacks along the way, and in small caps, they are brutal. You, you can get. 25, 30% pullbacks in names that you like that can shake shake the tree. But I think you've got to find the ones with the good fundamentals. We've talked about a number of on here, uh, like Marine Max. Yeah. Marine Max pulled back from 63 to 40 and 47 or 48. So there's some, Yep. Yeah. Uh, there are some names. WCC, Wesco uh, is a logistics company. Uh, interesting. You know, they're, they're very involved. Supply supply chain management. You've got to buy these on pullbacks, but there are some really good names out there. So just to sum everything up here, you're you're buying uh, on pullbacks uh, stocks at reasonable valuations. Uh, you're definitely not buying on pullbacks any any high growth tech, or or are you? Uh, small cap growth tech. Small cap growth tech. Not okay. uh, not the big names, not the Pelotons, the Roku's, yeah. the Ring Centrals. Right. No, right. these uh, Zendesk. Zscaler, Zoom. Yeah. Those stocks uh, have just been so hammered, Mark. I mean, yeah. I just don't think they easily come back. Dead maybe cap. we're wrong. Dead maybe it's bounce. gonna maybe it's just all gonna come back and we're gonna regret not having a few of these names. But I mean Ring Central was five hundred dollars or no, four hundred and fifty dollars um just over a month ago. Wow. It, and it got down to two hundred and seventy five, you know, losing, you know, hundred and seventy five points here in the last month. You gotta th- you might you just moves. Got- you just got to take the all-time high might be in it, man. I mean, well, yeah, like, you do. Well, and obviously we never say all-time high, but, you know, the multi-year high could be in. It was a blow-off top. I mean, yeah. that was just a, like everybody's just got to buy growth at any cost, you know, like just paying whatever. It's it's growth. Who cares about valuation? I mean, we were maybe, saying maybe, the show. maybe it was fueled by the Robin Hood options traders. We don't know. Uh, It'd be some expensive options. Well, they're buying the out-of-the-money calls near expiration to try and Shake the gamma tree. So uh, I, I wouldn't be uncomfortable with all-time high, but certainly multi-year high is in, and these stocks are definite sales on any rallies. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics. Joins us every other Thursday to give us his thoughts on the market. Has a nice view of things, Mark. As always, we appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Nice long be weekend. Well, happy Easter to everybody. Yeah, happy Easter to you too. All right. Thanks, um, Let's talk about no. Let's go back to the infrastructure thing. Let's let's give let's give some names here. So I know, uh, you know, we just talked about if you're doing this for a trade, you're probably a little bit late. We've discussed U.S. steel and steel stocks on our show for weeks now. Um, but that being said, if you're interested in maybe um, a longer term trade and investment, uh, break it down by industry. Right. This is a very far reaching plan. And again, ob- elephant in the room. Right. We don't know what's going to actually get through, and we don't really know how we're going to pay for it. I mean, Biden says corporate taxes, but I mean, let's be honest, I, I don't know how likely that is. So uh, putting all that aside, that we don't know how we're going to pay for it, and we don't know what's actually going to happen, here's how I would approach the infrastructure plan uh, that Biden proposed yesterday, right? So there's lots of different buckets of this, and I want to look at each bucket individually. So you have broad-based infrastructure, right? That's like... I saw someone in chat mentioned this earlier. Pave, P-A-V-E, is like a, a broad-based U.S. infrastructure fund. And you can just yeah. – the reason I like starting, starting with the funds is you can just start there and then see what they hold, 
right? Yeah, so look at the that's a good way to do it. Right. I mean, you exactly. want infrastructure plays? Go buy. Look, go go look at the holdings of an infrastructure. Right. Fund. You, you know, you don't have to buy the fund. You just look at look at the top holdings. So, pay yeah. uh, IFRA is another one, a broad based U.S. infrastructure fund. And these guys hold. Uh, um, uh, Pave is the one that holds mostly utilities, I think. And then no, Pave is industrials, and IFRA is mostly utilities. Um, so just to give you like a breakdown of the allocation there, um, clean energy, right? There's a lot in the bill or in the plan. I keep saying bill, a lot in the plan about clean energy. There's about $300 billion earmarked for the manufacturing of clean energy and and clean energy infrastructure here in the U S. So I would look at like ICLN, right. As one, I would look at QCLN is another, again, these are ETFs and just go to the top holdings, right? Um, PBW tan, we all know tan is a solar play. PBW is another clean one, uh, clean energy fund. Uh, EVs, obviously, you guys know the EV names, and actually, all the EV stocks are pretty much up overnight, with the exception of uh, XL Fleet, which had earnings last night. I guess they weren't great, but you guys know the EV stocks by now, like, like, even besides just the actual uh, manufacturers, charging stations, right? Like Blink, right? Which is up huge yesterday, and ChargePoint, which is up yesterday and again today um, again these are all relief rallies in my opinion i don't know if this is the start of a new bull market in blink i think you'll be happy just my opinion but i think this is another selling opportunity in some of these names blink has never come down nearly as far as some of the other ones but you know maybe it's just the future and maybe we're just all going to go pay any valuations but like i was saying on the show yesterday valuation matters to this market again and these stocks are trading on concepts a lot of yeah. them. You know, some yeah. of them have some earnings, but a lot of them are just concepts still. What's the PE on this one? I don't think it has earnings. I don't know if they have. Let's see. So how do you like as a value investor, you can't even look at it. And if we are going, if we really are going to this value investing economy, which I kind of think are value investing stock market, I kind of think we are. It's it's hard to come in here and you know, chase these things. I mean, this one thing, it was a $34 stock through two days ago. Now it's a $44 stock. Yeah. We're, we're selling dips and buying rips in any regard. If you're bullish, this is not the time to buy. Let's just say you think it's going on hundred. Yeah. You're buying the dips if you think it's going on hundred, but yeah. I think this thing could go to 20. I don't know anything about it, but I just know a lot of these things are way, you know, that, that if we start caring about value, these things, the prices on some of these stocks are nuts. And I don't know Blink's fundamentals, but I just know that every other one is trading nuts. So I don't know why this one I, yes. is, does it have any earnings. I, I want to be clear. No, they don't. I want to be clear. I'm not saying go out and buy these stocks. I'm saying uh, or buy these. Yeah. I'm saying this is what you should be looking at and then go from start, start there and then go from there and f- figure out the trend, figure out you want to buy the dip, sell the rip, whatever. Um, but obviously, a lot of these have run up. So. This is a big area, though. I think this is a a good way to look at this blink uh, because I'm going to forget about all this noise here and this and this month here, and this was a crazy-ass month. But, you know, you you had the dip. You had to dig 64.50. You went to 25 bucks. You're getting getting there. You're halfway back there right now. You're up four bucks. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it does. This one I would keep an eye on. I for let's call it forty five bucks. Keep an eye on today's close. I mean the the probability, and I don't know the statistics on this, but for this go right back to sixty, you know, and just maybe maybe it is going back there. But you have a great reference point. I don't know if there's any 
daily highs. Okay, you got a daily high here. You got three highs in this area. Maybe I'll just go a zone, you know, not try and get too numbery on you. You got three highs between four highs between 45 and a half and 48. So that, that, that's a big area for me, especially after such a, a, a rapid decline. You're never going to get a perfect either. I mean, these are wild stocks. So you can't say, oh, 45, it went to 46. I mean, if you're trading, yeah. these, don't, you know, the shakeouts on them can be vicious too. Um, it's a tough stock to trade, this blank. I'm just, you know, you're, you're trying to get overall patterns here. And I just think that this market, and maybe I've just, you know, drank the value Kool-Aid to a certain extent. I drank value Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. Again, we go back to the thing. Nobody really knows anything. You're right. all just making educated guesses. But, you know, when I see a stock that's been absolutely hammered, and maybe this one hasn't been hammered as much as some of the other ones, but... And when they start to come back, it's, it's, you know, just back to behavioral finance, you know, it's called loss aversion where people start getting back into a level where you had congestion. I mean, this stock for two months traded between 45 and $55. So you get back into that area, you got to think, okay, there's some bag holders in there that are saying, please give me my money back. I want you to go from 45 to 25. It's back at 45. Okay. I got my money back. Get me out. That's why old support, you know, becomes new resistance for that reason. This was holding on to that 40-45 for support before it broke down in February for a long time. Comes back up into that area, and then it starts to struggle. And again, you've got to also consider this has had a 20% move in two days. Is that overbought now? The stock just went from oversold to overbought in two days. So is it go to 50? I mean, anything can happen in this crazy market. But I, I would, you know, if I'm making an educated guess, I think you start to struggle as you get above 45. All right, moving away from like the high growth stuff, right? right okay, because we know that's like uh, sort of its own animal. But you can also go to like back to the back to the plan. You can look at water, right? I mean, you you want to see a nice buy the dip chart? Look at uh, PHO, right? The Invesco Water Resources ETF. There's going to be uh, about about 111 billion dollars um, invested in updating our country's water infrastructure. It's a nice buy. Every dip is in that. What shop. are some of those other AWR? Is that a water stock too? Yep, yep. Again, so this is this is a basket. You can look at the holdings. It's got it's got all of them. All these water utilities, right? Um, PHO is a big one. FIW is a big one, and that's a nice buy the dip chart right there. So one to put well, that. Here. They've dipped and they keep getting bought. They're banging up against the breakout levels here. These look like the potential breakout candidates. So I like I like both of those charts that you just gave me. I don't know much about these stocks. Um, first water. Well, this is an ETF, FIW. Yeah, well. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. What's the other uh, American uh, states water company though? That's uh, um, what. Are, there's another one too. Isn't there a big one? I, I was looking at one that had a big decline. Can you think of it, Spencer? There's another uh, one. Are, are you thinking of what you, is that? You, 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 maybe AWK, American Water Works. Is that what you're thinking of? Uh, let me see. I just did AWR. Yeah, yeah. Look at those things. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Boy, boy, nice, nice rallies. And then you've got the materials, which we've discussed steel ad nauseum on the show, but also like think about technology infrastructure, right? They're going to be, they're going to be allocating money to expanding high speed internet access and 5G access and, and all those things. So think about things like FIVG, think about which, with, which I am long for disclosure. Think about things like SRVR, which I'm also long for disclosure. Man, uh, are you along with any stocks with easy symbols? 
These are ETFs. Oh, uh, he's got an ETF. Jesus Murphy. <laughs> these are ETFs. I can't. I can't date it. I don't know that. any of these little ETFs. Yeah, especially. I, I, I'm saying I, I'm giving you these ETFs because I know, but I like easier, it's easier with the symbols. All right, I'm sorry. It's easier, easier to give the ETF and let you look at the holdings and me to give you 50 freaking stocks. Um, but again, but all these they all own. I mean, FIVG. It's it owns like a bunch of like. Um, uh, telecoms and uh, network it's a 5G and, and network. FIVG? FIVG. 5G. FIVG. PFIG? No, FIVG. FIVG. 5G. 5G. FIVG. Frank, Ida, Victor. Uh, it's in that New Jersey accent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going fast here because there's a lot. <laughs> New Jersey so they, they all own, like, all this fund is is like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> gotta slash at my jokes. All this fun is is uh, uh, network connectivity uh, companies. Uh, you know, semis, uh, which is also part of the Biden's plan. So, I you can start there. And what else? Yeah, I mentioned semis. I mentioned 5G. I mentioned SRVR, which is a, which is a, a data center REIT play. I don't know. It's a little obscure, but uh, uh, I think that was actually it. That was it for my list. I went through a lot. I tried to cut. I mean, I skipped a few things, but good job. Um, there's a, there's more, but th- that is by no means an exhaustive list. But again, I would I would approach this thing by looking at okay, where is the money supposed to go? Uh, and there's like ten different categories, and then just go down the line, right? Be, like, so we have water, we have technology infrastructure, we have charging station EVs, we have general, we have materials, right? And each each of those has. 100 freaking plays so there's a lot to play here again not saying to buy any of these or sell any of these for that matter i'm saying look at the chart and understand if it's a buy the dip situation or or as dennis said you know a potential breakout in the the, one of the water etfs you know you gotta you gotta look at the chart do your own analysis there but if you're a trader and you're coming in today, this morning. Yes. And you're saying, what can I buy? You're a little late. You're doing it backwards again. You got to look at what you're doing. We're buying dips. I'm going to just, you know, this is, we're like on repeat on this show. And I know some, it annoys some people, but it's like basic, basic education on trading. Buying dips and selling rips. And when you want to get out of the stocks, you're selling the rips. And when you want to get into stocks, you're buying the dips. We are on Rip Central. Stocks have ripped for a few days here now. QQQ has ripped up from, you know, 307 a week ago. It's 322. If you're coming in and buying your tech stocks now, they just ran 5% a week. You're doing it backwards. Doing it backwards. You're doing it backwards. I'm looking today. This is the day that I look in my portfolio and I see, is there any growth tech names that I don't want to hold because I don't like growth tech? So I'm going and I'm lightening up those. That's the way I'm trading it. As a tra- day trader, you can play the little intraday flows. But, you know, most of our traders aren't trading, you know, don't have a two-minute or five-minute time horizon. You know, some of them have, you know, a couple days, maybe they're swing trading. If you're coming in and starting your swings now, like, you know, like Marvel Technologies, we were talking about that. You had another pullback five days ago. I love this company. I wanted to own this company forever, and I watched it go to 35 to 55 without me. It came back down, and I bought it at 40. I didn't get 37.92, but I bought it at 40. I'm buying that dip on a, a 5G play that I believe in that is actually has a reasonable valuation. You know, that's what it's all about. A little, little dividend, but reasonable. 
you know, now it's coming up. If that was on for a trade, I'd be selling my Marvel today, but I put that in the longer term portfolio. But if it was a trade, this would be, you know, you're back to this 50 level, you know, so you're coming here and buying MRVL today at 50. I mean, here it is a week ago was 44, 43.65. And you got all this overhead supply you're getting into. Now, I earmark doesn't put this in my retirement account, so I'm not going to turn around and just take the profits on it. Uh, but if this was in for a trade, I think you're ringing the register at 50. Don't you, Joel? Like this is oh, there's some resistance there. Yeah. yeah. You, but you know, another thing too, like, you know, cause like people are like, Oh, you know, like if you missed it, you know, let, let's say you have a hundred bucks that you want to put in one of these stocks and you really feel there's not going to be a pullback. You know, you don't, you know, you, you can nibble, you can look, I mean, if you really feel, you know, if you feel like, cause sometimes even if you have like a small position in something, then you, you pay attention to it. But if, you know, if you're nervous, like this is, I missed it. I missed it. I knew this was coming. I should have bought the X. I mean, extended move. But if you, if you nibble a little bit, I know, you know, it, it's not dollar cost averaging, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, that's one way. If you feel like the pulse and you're like, oh, Dennis and Joel, they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're telling us and it's going to go without me. That's one way to do it. I see 50 bucks here in Marvel. There's a daily high right there. I mean, it's a big level. Yeah, it's a big level. It's come back. It's gotten over half this move back pretty quickly. So I love this company. I love this stock. I Why? think this stock Why do you could love be it? a seventy or eighty dollar stock. But I the, the buy opportunity was six days ago. I'd wait for another pullback to get back in. I'm holding it, but uh, my shares. But I'm not adding to it at fifty. If I wanted okay. to add to it, I'd wait for a little pullback here. You've had a pretty good few day move. Could it can it go without you? You know what? If they go without you, there's always another train leading, leaving the station. You know, I learned this. I'm, I'm told the story about, you know, the trader that was sitting beside me when I first started upright trading, and he would just jump on the moving trains everywhere, and then it would turn in reverse, and then it would turn in reverse. And, you know, the, what the, the error which I learned from him, because he was doing wrong, was he's jumping on the moving train. I like to jump on the train when it's at the station. So it's, you know, we've come back, we've consolidated, and now we're perking up and looking like we're ready to go so i buy my ticket and i hop on board on the stationary train i don't try to buy you know the stock that just ran 10 points you know where we were just talking what was that etf uh, or not or or that eft the electric light blink yeah yeah, blink you know i'm not jumping in blink here at 44 and saying it's going 50 it might but you know what you got how do you control the risk on that where's your stop the stock your stop's got to be almost down at 32 it's too much risk so if you were so inclined, it would have been a better buy two days ago when it was Consolidation Station, the train station. The train hadn't left the building. Train left the building. Blast it off. It's already moved. Find another train. Don't go chasing stocks. When you chase, you typically, and you jump on moving trains, you yeah, fall right under the tracks. Yep. Yep. And so, so you got you got to find those stationary setups, you know, and I don't think you have a lot of those setups today. So, but if you were in those, it's not saying you can't get out of your position when the train is moving. I don't enter positions. You can get out when you're in Rocket Ship Central. Don't wait till it stops and starts going the other way. Get out, sell your penis while the circus is in town. So if you bought Blink two days ago, 34, 
I'm selling it today at 44. If people are talking like, like, how do you like? What's a good, um, a good entry? You know, from Marvel. Now it's you know it's hard to look at the right side of you know you can look at the left side and then what you would want to see is not just give me a hypothetical scenario here. Let's say it struggles at 50 here for a couple days and then some people take some profits. I mean, this is a big move. Let's say it makes a high at 50 today. Right. That's a 12 point move off the low. Half of that is six, you know, 44. Wow. You got a nice low at 44, you know, see if it comes back into, I'd say this 40, you know, based on what it does today, you know, if it did come back into this 44 to 46 area, that was kind of a spike bottom. So, you know, the real buyer was at 40. He got mopped up this day, came back in, went back at 40, and then they ran away from him. So that's what I look for. You look for, you know, look for a little intermediate top. And then, you know, just, a, I don't know who covers this. Maybe you get some lame downgrade or something, comes back into an area. But that's what yeah. I'd say right there. 44 to 46 right yeah, now. I think so. I think so. I think that's your buy area, 44 to 46. And if it takes off without you, find another train. But people struggle with this so much. I struggle with this. It's human nature to say oh i was looking at that stock and it went without me and i've now i'm like i can't believe everybody's making this money i like that stock i didn't buy it i'm so mad at myself i didn't buy that and then what happens is the psychology gets you and you chase it and you buy it at the top and then it turns around and rolls over on you that is trader psychology rob friesen does such a good job with this at bright trading you know talking about trader psychology and figuring out all this stuff why is rob really good at that because he's been with Bright Trading for 22 years and teaching and educating traders, and he understands the mentality. It's it's the psychology that keeps you back in this business. It's the psychology that affects everything. When you're rolling, when you're in a trading role, you can do no wrong. But when you can't figure it out, you can do no right. And it's the psychology, you know, the loss of the last trade clouding your vision. So there's so much behind that. But people naturally want to chase stocks. And it's the recipe to lose money in the long run in this business. And that, that's why we we pay attention when stocks like Amazon are range bound for seven months, right? That's that's what we're talking that's, about. That's at the train station. I don't know which way it's going to go. We haven't decided which way the train's going to go, but it is at the station. Place your bets. <laughs> right, right. It's got a tough area here every time it, that 3150. See that there, there's like there you go. It got half of its losses back, right? And then it had a little pullback. So man, the next time it blasts over 3150, 3160. Wow, one, two, three, four highs in that area. Holy mackerel. That's a big area. And these stocks were the other thing that was kind of weird about the Apples and the Amazons and stuff is it all started with the earnings, like Apple. I mean, you can't see them. I don't know if I took my writing off here, but it was that they hit these things after earnings. So when are, when are we going to start the old earnings cycle again? We're pretty soon, right? In the uh, middle of April? Three weeks, I think. Three weeks. Oh, three weeks. Uh, yeah. okay. S&P's just hanging out here near the highs, folks. Uh, 83.50, yesterday's high, 84.50, the current high, currently trading at 83 and a quarter up 15.75. And so like, here's an example of what not to do. Right, maybe don't buy Neo this morning. Stock is ripping. Why? Because they reported delivery. Well, first off, every EV is st- every EV stock is up overnight, as I mentioned, except yeah. for fleet. But uh, Neo actually had a headline. They announced they delivered uh, about seventy two hundred cars in March. 
which compared to March of last year, that was like 1,500. So, you know, they're delivering more cars. That's good news. Anyway, the stock is up this morning. Maybe not one you want to chase up now. Hard, yeah. I mean, it's not a matter of whether, you know, at this point in time, it's just a curveball. It's a hard pitch to swing. I could see it going 45, so maybe you buy it 41 and it does go to 45. But if I'm wrong, how do I control the risk? Hmm. How do I turn around? What do I sell at? I mean, really, the support is down at 35. So you could buy it at 41 and then it pulls back to 39 and you're like, okay, well, it didn't work out and I sell and take my loss. And then it runs to 45 on you. It's just not a clean setup. You don't have anything to lean on. So that's what makes that trade tougher. So it's a good eye, Spencer. It's a tough trade to just come in and chase. I think there's room to 45. If I was along it, I probably would be maybe holding out for 45. But it's not saying it's going to get there. It's still in a clear downtrend. And rallies are to be sold on stocks and downtrends like Mark Chaikin said on our show earlier. So this is another nice rally. If I bought a 35, am I sitting around waiting for the 45? Or am I booking the quick six bucks? Maybe you're booking the quick six bucks. All right. Um, can we talk discovery for a second? Oh yeah, sure. I really want to talk about this. All right, yeah. Um, so if you saw DISCB yesterday, that was the one. Yeah, that was the one. Sure. Uh, went totally crazy, ridiculousness, and obviously nothing to do with the company because if you looked at DISCA or DISCK, which is the other one, they did daily squat, nothing, right? Same company, three share classes. They gave you the same thing on paper. Uh, so why then did DISCB go crazy and the other two not? Number of things happening here. One, the natural uh, arb trade is really between DISCA and DISCK. I trade that one. I trade that all the time. DISCB is very loosely correlated. But why, why that is is because there's hardly any shares outstanding. It's kind of loosely correlated, too. You can see you put the charts on there. It kind of trades with it. So, But it's so loose. It's wider spreads. There's no shares outstanding. Nobody really trades this thing. So I don't know if this was a Reddit thing or you know what was really the catapult to take this off. I mean, this is just, you know, but the arbitrage just doesn't work in this case here now. So you have, if if there was anybody that was short this thing and there isn't a lot of able to borrow this, if they were, they're getting blown out. Um, We did see this happen. This can happen, though. It's a good educational. And I called in Bloomberg, you know, I was quoted in Bloomberg article for this yesterday. Um, I, I, I coined this. Um, and, and this may not be the best example because this isn't really, you know, the, but this is what you would call it. You could see in the case of Viacom five years, it definitely was an ARB squeeze. So I don't think there's a lot of ARB traders in DISCB because this is just so thin. There's just not a lot. Oh of my gosh. It traded uh, here. The, the last uh, yeah, give us the volume. Uh, it's going back to the 22nd, 3,600, 8,000, 4,700, 3,500. So, all right. And then it started to get ramped up. Then it went 73,000 on Monday, or excuse me. It started Tuesday, blowing out. And then yesterday it traded 1.3 million. But you know what? The, oh, I was just going to say, I just saw it at 127. And I'm like, why is this down more? And I just see it take at 120, 180. So. I don't know. I thought I would have given it back a little bit quicker. 
So it's disconnected from reality to GameStop style. Um, when something's this thin, anything can happen and stocks can blow up for a bet. So if you can get a locate, I don't know if you can. I think it'd probably be really tough. It's hard to just, you know, maybe there were some traders that were saying, okay, well, this is a dumb move. Yes, or two days ago when it went from 60, 55 to 79. And they're like, okay, I'm going to sell this short. And if you were so inclined to try to do that, again, we don't know what people were doing yesterday because the short data lags by two weeks. Yep. So, you know, you can say, well, there's no short interest. We don't know if someone's built yesterday, though. It's, again, a very difficult borrow. So I'm not sure, you know, if, it, if there could be some shorts out there. But, man, they'd get being blown out yesterday on that so one thing to consider when you're doing these arb trades is the real liquids ones like the google versus the Goog, the viac versus the viaca those are both fairly liquid and you probably won't see something like this although like i said about five years ago we did see the via go hard to borrow against the viab that was before the cbs merger and VIA blew out 30% that spread blew out. And I was like, you are seeing people, we, we were talking about it on the show like five years ago, you're seeing ARBs get crushed. That was what you call an ARB squeeze, what I call an ARB squeeze, because I don't think everybody anyways used that term except me. Um, I just coined it yesterday. But that was an ARB squeeze, where you've got the ARB saying, okay, well, if VIA is here and VIAB is here, you know, like it's got to track each other. It's the same company. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to short the one another bank coin. That blew you out five years ago on the VIAB. So I don't know if there's anybody that was able to get short the ISCB, but if they were, they're getting blown out. So when stocks become this disconnected from their fundamental thesis, which it obviously is because it's the same company, stock price can go anywhere. GameStop part two. I don't know if it's driven by Reddit. I don't know what the catalyst was. But this is just another GameStop, meaning price can literally go anywhere. That was a good explanation. I, I appreciate that. And I, I was sort of in the same in the same boat. I thought that's what we talked about this yesterday, and I thought that's what you what you're gonna say. So um in Well this, that's why I said in the Bloomberg article too. So <laughs> So I mean, it, it's it, you do see this happen every once in a while. It's usually when, but it usually happens when one borrow goes tough to get. Well, we to be able to short a stock, you have to be able to get a locate. You have to locate the shares, find a long, to be able to borrow the shares from them, to be able to short the stock. What happened is VIA five years ago was always fairly easy to get, and the borrow became tough. I don't know if it was Redstone that yeah. just called in all his stock. You know, we were speculating, why did the borrow become tough on the street? Yeah. You could not get a VIA locate. And it was always easy. And all of a sudden, you couldn't get a locate anywhere. So traders all of a sudden can't borrow. They got two days to get out of their positions. Because you got to think people are carrying, you know, maybe big chunk, big positions. I stay relatively small, so I never get hammered in anything. But if you got a hedge fund that's in the one, and they got millions of shares of the one long, and this wasn't the discovery. This is not discovery because it's not that many shares outstanding. But what happened with VIA, VIAB five years ago was the VIA went hard to borrow. So if you've got that position on VIA short versus VIAB long, and all of a sudden, you know, it goes up a little bit. You're like, I'm going to add to it because the spread always is here, but it's here now. I'm going to make the money. And all of a sudden, you can't get the borrow. The broker, if they cannot locate a stock to borrow, will literally go into your account and buy back the shares. It's called a buy-in. And you cannot do nothing. They legally have to do this because they can't have the fail to deliver. So this is what happened with VIA, VIAB. You got all those buy-ins that were just driving price, and the spread went from here, traded here for a decade, and went to here. 
It was insane. So you have Arbs getting blown out, Arbs getting bought in, Arbs squeeze central happening in that. I don't suspect this happened here because it's so thin, there wouldn't be a lot of players in there. If there was any of those players in there, it's a smaller version maybe of what happened with VIA, VIAB five years ago. All right, a uh, couple other stocks. Uh, uh, actually, you know what? Let's do chat. Let's do chat questions, guys. Drop your tickers in, and we'll do some chat. We didn't get to Micron. Uh, we didn't get to. Oh, how did we not get to Micron? I don't know. They had earnings, and the earnings were were good. I, I think they were good. Last I checked, if I remember correctly. Yeah, their earnings were. Yeah, earnings were good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's all I need to know. <laughs> chat. Any questions? Drop them in. We got a few minutes before I'm going to uh, move to our next guest here. Um, let's try to look at a stock that we don't look at every day. So I'm going to pass on Palantir. I'm going to pass on uh, steel stocks. We've talked about those a lot. Uh, let's try to find one off the beaten path. Uh, okay. Okay. Th- th- this one's interesting. Uh, well, it's a high growth name, but we haven't looked at it for a while. Twilio. Hmm. I have not looked Cassie's at this one. has been buying. <laughs> oh, if you think the low is in, I got to wait for a pullback again. It's the same thing. It's went from three, you know, no, I'm a broken record, 306 to 350 in two days. Stock's up 15% in two days. You're buying it now, you're doing it backwards. So I'd be ringing the register if I was long. Sold Ooh. to you. I would love, if I was long this, and I, I would love to see 364. Pair of highs, 63. Would you, wouldn't you be selling 350, though? Uh, it's up 15% in two days. Sounds like a gift to me. Well, if it was my target, I mean, I would take it. I don't uh, – wow, man. I, I, I even go lower than that because uh, that's a little bit high. 360. I mean, look, keep, keep an eye on the pre-market high. I mean, this is up. It's only up on 7,500 shares. So just do the old – all right. Wow, not a lot of volume trading up here. So keep an eye. If it doesn't get to 353, 52.99 is the high, then boom, I would I would whack the thing if it started to come back down. But also another scenario is you get through that pre-market high, you go up another buck, and then you come back down to it. So not much there. Uh, the next daily high comes in at 56.98. So if you want to sell, put your offers All out right. there. See if you get lifted. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to do a stock every 30 seconds. 30 I'm going to do it, then you're going to do it. I'm going to do it, then oh, you're going to do okay. it. Because and 30 seconds is what we got. We're going to try to do six stocks in the next three minutes. Pick them. Right. Okay. Uh, That's you're picking them. Just throw those tickers. Spinner's saying that SHW has a, a three for one split today. It's been a monster. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen I don't any. know if it does or not. I haven't been I, checked I, I don't on know, the store. But... Uh, bu- 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 oh, this has finally had a move. Wow. Is it long this? No, 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 no. I got it on that one. Uh, keep an eye on 4120. You want to see that pair of highs right in that area. Must through get through area resistance. Uh, a few people are asking about COUR IPO yesterday. Not much you can say. Yeah, one day, one day of, of action there. Uh, can you look at Penn, please? They said please. So, yes, we will look at Penn because you asked nicely. Penn stock chart is broken. 110 major resistance. I'd be a seller at 110. Not buying it. Okay, pick one for Joel. Okay, that was really quick. Um, Mo, that's a good one. Wow, give me the wild ones. Triple top, fifty-two sixty, right there. Keep an eye on that. Got to get through it. Looks like it's coming down. Um, we're getting better at this. We're flying through. We are doing good. Those are pretty easy charts. Hog. What about hog? 
Oh man, um, this this I'm I'm kicking myself here because I was gonna buy this stupid stock at thirty four thirty five <laughs> because I thought this was a play that could come back, and I love the pullback there, and then it just ripped for five straight days and then gapped up, so I missed it. So I mean, now you're running resistance at forty two. I've missed it. Um, I'm not bearish the stock. I wish I was long. Why did it jump like that yesterday? It had um. There was news. There was it was it a rating. There was news. I remember driverless motorcycles. How'd you know? I don't know. Uh, it was an upgrade. <laughs> I love it when you say the driverless <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> I love the driverless motorcycle play. We just watch the motorcycle go down the road. No people. There's no fun. one on it. Watch my bike go. <laughs> ghost ride. Did you ever do that with your kids? Ghost like rider. in the stroller? Do a ghost ride? No. You know what that is? You used to do it with your bike. Like you, you push just, them down like, the hill. Yeah, well, you you push it and then you just let it go with like <laughs> the stroller. Ghost ride, and they don't even know until it's. Too and they don't even know. Yeah. I tried to, do, yeah. At least Fubo. They all want to know Fubo. I know. Holy mackerel, Fubo has been hammered. It's got a level, you know. You got support at twenty dollars. It's come up from twenty three now, so you got to clear support at twenty. Oh, like look at Fubo. At oh, they've oh, hammered boy. Fubo. The problem is this stock is one of those concept stocks. It got some revenue, but the valuation's still crazy, and they've hated these stocks. Sorry, Mr. Zach Morris, who was chanting this thing on Twitter forever at $40. I hope he's okay because it's down at 20 He said he was going to retire on this because it was going to 100 when it was at who 40 Who said that? That Mr. Zach Morris account that they put down on Twitter. I don't know if he's back you, or not. You want to see the stock that got, ham- got hammered? AI. He's gone absolutely wrecked. The, the, the IPO price, the IPO price was forty-two. Think about this. The IPO, so it's not actually that bad. The IPO price was forty-two. So those people are still looking pretty good. Oh my! But it opened. Oh my! It opened oh my. at oh crap! What was the opening price? A hundred dollars. That's where it opened. A hundred dollars. Hundred. This is this is this is the chart that shows you the high growth storied stocks. This is really the high PE stuff. I mean, this is the chart that you know shows everything straight down. Can't get relief. Not two thousand bubble pop style. That's exactly what it looked like. Death by a thousand cuts. Just down a little bit more every day. No ridiculously spike down. There's a couple, yeah. you know, ten percent drops in there. All Just right. down a little bit more every day. A little bit more every day. Okay. You got support at 60. It's found a little bit of support. It's bounced up at 68. On a pullback here, you got to stop yourself out of the 59.75 low because you never own a stock making a new all-time low. So that's absolutely your stock out. Your stop out. I don't know if I'm buying it up at 68. If you pull back maybe to 65 or 64, maybe you stop yourself out there. But again, valuation. This guy did attractive. $25 stock tip. clearly downtrack. Right, yeah, we'll, we'll, right, we'll do it quick, and then, and then I'm going to our guest. We'll do one more. SOS, quickly. Uh, wow, great support. It got the pop up to 520, and now where's that? I, I mean, you got the support there. Support is support. It'd be a dream for it to get back to 10 bucks, though. But uh, a great support. Let's see it take out the pre market high and keep on going. But it could go to 10 bucks. All right. Our next guest knows a lot more about infrastructure than we do. And he is coming prepared with stocks. Norman Anderson is the chairman and CEO of CGLA Infrastructure, joining us now on pre market prep. Norman, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. We're fired up. It's a synthetic Friday. Uh, looking, looking forward to a nice long weekend. First, let me just ask you about uh, the plan. I, I, I mean, you've been involved in, in in these types of things in the past. Realistically, like, 
what are we looking at here? Obviously, it's it's all it's nice. So all these big numbers and these are all the things we want to do. But like, and this is how we're going to pay for it supposedly. But realistically, like, can this actually happen? Well, you know, I, I think I mean it's fun to listen to you guys. First of all, so thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. This can for sure happen because it's really, you know, probably what you guys would call more secular than political. The the digitization and electrification of our infrastructure is going to happen. So they started to talk about your grandfather's infrastructure with Build Back Better during the election. Now, all of a sudden, they're talking about advanced manufacturing, electric vehicles, electric charger stations, and anything having to do with digitization. So that's really where this is going to go. You know, what what happened yesterday was that opening gun in let's do some infrastructure. Uh, you're not going to see the end of this story until May or June. Um, Congress needs to weigh in. And we're getting lots of calls from congressmen, congresswomen trying to figure out how do you pay for this without raising taxes? And how do you pay for this without going into more debt? And there's lots of ways to do that. If you look at the infrastructure that I mentioned, that's all private investment, renewables infrastructure, anything having to do with electrification. Anything having to do with digital, that's all private investment. So there's huge opportunities for companies like I mentioned, NXP and, and other companies like AES, just huge opportunities for those companies. So uh, and, and NXPI uh, is what you just mentioned. Uh, yeah. and, and what was the other one? Uh, NXP, AES. AES is the largest independent power producer, and they're going all green, getting rid of all their coal plants, et cetera. So they've gone from something like 11 to 28 since june so you're saying that not only uh is is this plan in itself you know beneficial but you're 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 saying we could end up relying on uh, a, a small number of these companies to shoulder the burden that's what i'm saying i, I and they, they, there are a small number of these companies and there's just huge opportunities for them and for the economy i mean you know w- once we get away from thinking about old infrastructure and th- start thinking about the uh, 5G, uh, machine learning, uh, electrification, uh, driverless vehicles, autonomous vehicles, autonomous trucking, th- then you're starting to cook with gas. Then you've got some really interesting things going on. But that's not to say they didn't mention, so they didn't talk about like traditional infrastructure. They certainly did, right? There's a lot of money earmarked for roads and bridges and, and water pipe tunnels and yeah. to go with like the, the new economy type of infrastructure. So uh, give us some some ideas on on the old infrastructure side of things. So if you look at old infrastructure, you've got traditional companies like Acom and Parsons. Again, both of those companies are moving as fast as they can into digitization and electrification. But you've also got companies who are digitizing how we build infrastructure, how we get the approvals process through, and how projects operate. Uh, so you've got Trimble and you've got Oracle. Uh, you've got Autodesk, companies like that. You know, a, a lot of those aren't pure plays, but really interesting companies moving the industry rapidly in that direction. Um, but the other thing, you know, just to, the, other, the other thing that your question raises, which is phenomenal. Look, we've got between 33 and $40 trillion worth of old infrastructure that's average age is over 55 years. You can digitize and electrify that. Think about what's the biggest leisure company in the U.S.? It's the Army Corps of Engineers. They they own more than 600 reservoirs. Think about if you were to to figure out how to get private investment into into those assets. 
there's just a huge opportunity once you start to plop digitization and electrification onto these things that we have right now. We just looked at a highway in Ohio. You know, you, you, you think about a highway, I think about a highway as something that costs a billion dollars to build. A highway is something that can produce as much as $200 million a year in revenue from its seven different revenue sources. High voltage electricity going down the middle of it to, to charge driverless trucks, 5G uh, posts, uh, autonomous uh, trucking, end to end. If you were to put this on the entire interstate highway system, all of a sudden you'd create a 5G ecosystem in this country as well. So the, the table is kind of set. There's a lot, you guys connect the dots better than anybody. But if you connect the dots in terms of a vision, you could really get this country moving in the right direction. That's what we hope happens with the Biden plan over the next two months as it starts to get refined and focused. And just to be clear, you you said you're having conversations with senators. This is this is a bipartisan issue. We just can't really agree on how we're going to pay for it. Well, what I think is it's a cross-generational issue. And I think that's going to become more and more clear because your generation I don't even know how you put up with our generation, right? Because we're basically saying we need more of our grandfather's infrastructure and we need to pile more debt on you guys to pay for it. We've already put $30 trillion in debt on top of you guys. So what we're getting is calls from younger Congress, members of Congress, veterans, and they're saying, look, we need to do advanced infrastructure. We need advanced manufacturing, advanced agriculture. How do we pay for that? that doesn't involve more debt and that doesn't involve more taxes. And there's lots of different ways to do that. You know, I put Hannon Armstrong on, on here as well. Hannon funds um, AI companies that go into buildings and other infrastructure to improve, improve dramatically their performance. They could do the same thing for transit systems, for water systems. The, the opportunity is huge. And again, this cross-generational thing, Thomas Jefferson said, you know, no generation has the right to impose debt on the next generation. Well, we proved him wrong. <laughs> I'm liking these names because I'm not familiar with a lot of those the names you just mentioned. Hannon uh, uh, Armstrong is not one I know, HASI. Uh, uh, I don't know Parsons or ACOM. Uh, what, was there was there any more on your list? Any, any like obvious names that like jump out, jump off the page to you? It doesn't really matter if it's new infrastructure, if it's old infrastructure, any other names that jump out of the page from yesterday? No, I, I mean, I hate to say no. I hate to ever say no. But what I think is, you know, if you look at the, the top companies in the U.S. in 2010, they're not the same top companies in 2020. Sure. And I think that's where we're headed. So if you look at companies like, you know, I put Synaptics on here. Synaptics company founded in 1986 all of a sudden starts to move. I mean, once you take this giant part of our economy and if you take infrastructure, plop on energy, plop on uh, buildings, you know, you get up to, I don't know, 10 to 15% of the economy. Once you put that in play, once you start to digitize, electrify that, all of a sudden that becomes a hugely dynamic part of the economy. That's what we think can happen over the next five to 10 years. And, and, and again, I, I think the, the Biden uh, plan is really uh, a work in progress that just the opening gun was sounded yesterday. Yeah, and I guess we'll have to wait and see, right, as like 
how it gets watered down through the through the process, right? And that's something that we're not going to know until until it happens. Or, or how it gets powered up, because okay, you know, or or how it gets powered up. Okay. Yeah, look, let me make one last point. We've got thirty trillion dollars in debt, but we also have thirty trillion dollars in pension fund assets and life insurance assets that are long lived assets that could easily go into infrastructure. Why we don't do that? Why we think about uh, taxes and debt? is beyond me. Everywhere else in the world, every country in the world has been resource constrained for the last 30 years and super creative about how to get their long-term pension fund assets into infrastructure projects. That's the, the kind of thing that we should be doing. We're not doing that yet, but we're going to be doing that by May or June. Uh, Norman Anderson is a chairman and CEO of CGLA Infrastructure. If you didn't know by now, let Ted Trader tell you. He says Norman is the man. I agree. He came prepared with names. And we like it. Norman, thank you so much for the time. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. We will be in touch with you throughout this process. We'll have to get you back and uh, once the wheels keep turning down uh, a little more and, and and see how things have changed. Great being with you guys. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks a lot, Norman. Uh, all right. It is 9-12. I've got a couple of minutes here. Uh, and there was a few things that we did not have time to get to on the pre-market show that I wanted to cover quickly before get technical with Neil Hamilton. And let me just start with RKT. Um, I'm going to my Benzinga Pro here. That's a daily chart. Uh, actually, we don't care about the chart for right now. Let's go into PR filings. All right. Dan Gilbert, uh, who is a majority shareholder in RKT, sold about $500 million worth of rocket shares. Um, now, this is this is the form four filing uh, that a five hundred million dollar number is. Uh, I would basically just ignore these first two rows. That bottom row is the one with the code S right for sell uh, the class A shares. So he sold 20, uh, a little over 20 million shares. And there's your average price, 20, about twenty four seventy five. So that comes out to about five hundred million dollars. So you might see that and say, whoa, 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 Mr. Gilbert, what are you doing? Why are you selling? What do you know that I don't? Well, as we've said a lot of times on this show, there is one reason to buy and a million reasons to sell. In this case, that 500 million number is eerily similar to this number that he pledged to Detroit last week, right? So in this case, there really isn't anything to see. We, we and, and we know why he's selling because it actually says so in the filing, right? If you scroll down on the filing, it actually says, um, where does it say? Uh, line six right there, right? Line six. Uh, plans to use his portion of the proceeds to help fund his recently uh, announced commitment to revitalizing Detroit neighborhoods. So there we go. You see a big sell, uh, insider sell from the larger shareholder. You freak out. Mm, take a second to look, okay? It's not always what it seems. Uh, so I wanted to mention that on the RKT front today. Um, we mentioned Micron, but we kind of did it real quickly. Oh, I, I want to go to Wingstop, actually, before Micron. Wingstop had uh, prelim numbers overnight. You see it trading off this morning. That is why. They say that system-wide sales uh, increased in the first quarter 30% year over year. And so if you look up a chart, you will see Wingstop. This thing was forever, was just at this really high price. It still is an expensive restaurant uh, stock, if you ask me. But you see it up uh, 7% in the pre-market. They gave prelim Q1 
guidance figures. Um, I mentioned the Neo deliveries. We also got deliveries from XPEV, kind of the same story there. Again, every EV stock is up this morning, except for the one XL Fleet, who had earnings after the close yesterday, and market does not like that. So XL Fleet going against trend here this morning, down in the face of every other EV stock that I can find being up in the pre-market session here. Um, didn't mention uh, FTFT. They are buying a Bitcoin mining farm. There's your headline. It says it right there. Uh, they're uh, paying about $9 million for a Bitcoin mining farm. So that's apparently that's good for 24%. I don't know. That's what the market says this morning. Go figure. Uh, and then, yeah, Micron, which we covered like for like two seconds, but not really. Had earnings last night. EPS beat, sales beat, and guidance beat. Beat across the board for Micron. Um so looking good. There. Let's look at the daily. Let's zoom out on Micron a little bit. Yeah. Oh, this thing is knocking on the door. Look at that double top. We'll have to have, we'll have to get Neo to talk about this and get technical. Well, I don't know. Would Neo call that a snack? I, I'm not quite up on on the on the Neo terminology. Um, also, I want to add. Uh, got some color yesterday from Joel Kulina. If you recall, he was on this show a couple of days ago. And uh, he's from Wedbush. He was on the show on Tuesday. Uh, gave us some color uh, on the um, block trade chaos, right? The 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 family office the that that, that blew up and and Viacom and and, and Discovery and uh, all that crap that happened over the weekend. Uh, and he's talking to people, clients all day. He told us that he's he's seeing that it may not be done. The selling. The block trade selling may not be done. There may be some more to go. He wasn't like totally, con- uh, you know, convinced or convicted, but it, he he basically sent us a note saying that, um, you know, if I can, maybe I'll I'll, I'll just uh, I'll read from it here. It was only a couple of sentences. He said he uh, he's seen or heard people calling for a consolidation or a near term bounce again. This is in stocks like Viacom. Um, which, if anything, just suggests that the positioning, i.e. Uh, positioning of the trying to unwind, is not fully cleaned out. Or faster money tried buying the dip too early, or guys just want out of these stocks given the end of the quarter. So uh, Joel is watching Viacom closely today, um, saying maybe, maybe the selling is not yet done. That's, that's what he's watching, and I want to throw that on your radar so you watch it as well. Okay, that is going to be a wrap for pre-market prep this week. Everyone, please, please, please show us some love. Smash the like. That's how you show us love. That's how you show me love. That's how I get myself worth, actually, is via our like count, if you didn't know that already. So uh, I derive myself worth from our like count. And therefore, you have a direct impact on my self-worth. So please, please, please hit that like button, everyone. We appreciate that. Hit subscribe as well. A couple announcements. YouTube 47 will get you a 47% off Benzinga Pro subscription, a monthly subscription paid annually. Again, YouTube 47 Pro dot Benzinga.com. Also, if you have your own platform, you have your own audience, you want to become a Benzinga affiliate, check it out. Benzinga dot partnerstack.com you will earn 30 percent on every new subscription that you send to benzinga pro again benzinga dot 
gmail.com. Uh, also, I, I don't mention this uh, enough, really, but if you go into our description, there's a lot of good stuff, good links in the description of our video. We've got free newsletters. We've got our premium stuff, our premium newsletters. We have our our, 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 our investing courses um, for uh, you know finding the best stockbrokers, the best crypto exchanges. There's links to a ton of Benzinger resources in the description of this video, so check that out if you can. On that note, this show is always available as a podcast on all the major podcast platforms. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.